Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Last time on Awful Neutral Rebooties, the gang, Rourke's Dorks, continued their fight against piles and piles of poisonous snakes. Rourke the Stork was forked. He was donezo, but thankfully he was revived by Pyth using his lay-on-hands ability. The gang was able to whittle down the serpent's numbers, Kara using her boomless boomstick, Bada tooting his own horn, and Rourke bobbing and weaving. Ultimately, it was the clever Pyth in his impervious woven armor that used his power to speak with animals to parlay with the remaining snakes. Post-battle, our adventurers had tea with a miniature Persepolis puppy, who brought them to a debriefing filled with even more cute little Persepo pups. There they learned that the powers of Persepolis were being spread thin as the time dog struggled in a desperate combat to prevent the cataclysmic time crisis of the Cybjork invasion. After that, they had hors d'oeuvres. Now we go back in time to continue the present story in this future episode? I'm so confused. We now return to awful neutral reboots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and That is right, folks. We are getting funky with time for this episode. We're going to have Damien Mercado as well as Dave Callens play a couple of NPCs. And we're going to be joined by someone new to this adventure, Let's find out who's joining Awful Reboot. And with no further ado... Do the Batman noise when the scene changes. <laughs> we find ourselves in a secret underground base. It is dark. It is damp. A natural spring boils up from the ground in the middle of this natural cavern in which this clandestine facility has been established. Currently, there is but one small team on active duty, Extraction Team Borealis. Damien Mercado, who will you be playing for this? I am Sunumi. I am Geth Zerai Rogue Assassin. I have bandages all over myself. I look like an anime character or perhaps like early 90s action movie character Darkman. I have leather armor that looks like trench coat, black pants, and the black hat. Sanumi. So we got Sanumi over in the corner working on their their roguish hiding abilities. We also have, uh, who do we got, Dave? Um, yeah, I, I'm a wood elf ranger. Picture Link uh, if he was incredibly just like anorexic and unhealthy. Just like gaunt and skinny and just not looking well but he's he's, he's, uh, he's wearing like the green tunic but it's a little bit too large it doesn't doesn't fit him right almost like he's wearing his dad's costume it's a size um, small but it's still still too big yeah, yeah. it just kind of hangs off of his his weekly skeletal frame uh yes i have heard of this i used to play ocarina of time and heard about legendary sickly link he doesn't he doesn't act as though he's he's uh, meek and, and feeble. He he still considers himself a, a handy warrior. Uh, very good. And uh, joining the cast, uh, we've got one of our favorite and now finally available cast members, Sarah Lee Steiner, 
Who do we have for you? Who are you playing? Applause break for Sara Lee. <sighs> oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. My name's Aurora. I'm a cute little gecko-like creature. Um, I'm a I'm a lizard folk monk. I'm I'm pretty skinny, but I have a little bit of a belly, just that cute little poof that those geckos have in their tum tum. I um I like to dress in a boho manner, so I have a little bit of a daisy chain going on on my head. Maybe a nice flowy light breezy dress on. Um, but I, I don't wear shoes. No, I'm I'm with the earth. Now you say you you don't wear shoes because you're with the earth, but isn't it really because you're dead ass broke and just don't have any worldly <laughs> possessions? You know, life giveth and life taketh, and I just accept what I've had. For her, mostly it taketh. <laughs> I I have mostly had a life of taketh, yes. Um, oh. But you know, when you have no shoes, you feel the earth better. Very cool. Very cool. I love your character voice. I'm very excited to get to yeah. to know Aurora, this cute little gecko monk badass. Okay. I reach over and start pinching her cheek. You are so adorable. You are like a little babushka doll. <laughs> I'm glad that I also got to educate y'all. <laughs> y'all are a part of a little society. This is the Novemberist society. It's a like, I don't know, maybe a precursor or just another chapter of the Decemberist Society. We are on the other side of the world from the Gertrude's, Gertrude's Dude's adventure. Um, you are in a underground little base of theirs, and you are near the small town of Crotchton, which is just above Taintsville, as our listeners may remember. That um, sounds dirty. <laughs> so... <laughs> The gods of this world sound awesome. You guys have been investigating a terrible underground cult in the near regions. Your undercover agent, Pyth, though he's a new recruit and not quite as trained as any of you, he had a way to get involved in this, this cult, and he has been undercover reporting back to you by way of, what was it, Raven? He's, he's been sending bird messages to you guys on the sly. Uh, that slick snake boy, that guy. Birds kind of scare me. You guys are in this underground uh, base. You're, you're waiting on the usual message. Half of your, your team has been recalled to go do a briefing, and you're hoping nothing happens bad right now. You guys are waiting to, if, if anything happens, you're waiting to run in there and save Pyth's low-level ass, basically. And so you're all, you know, wasting time, kicking rocks, doing monk moves, dodging in shadows, practicing up, and being all gaunt-like. Wasn't it nice of Novemberist society to give you and me cool red shirts like this, right? Nothing bad has ever happened to somebody wearing cool red shirt. Certainly not in the realm of sci-fi and fantasy. Sorry there was not one for you, Miss Aurora. Why, why do I need to wear a red shirt? I thought we were practicing our monk moves, because I'd really like to take this time and show you guys this new one. I call it the gecko. I just stick here to a surface, and I don't move. I am more concerned about these, these pythes 
character we have taken into our midst. Uh, I'm not sure you can, uh, how you say, trust him yet. I trust all of you. I think we are at the beginning of a great friendship, one that will last for many years. I look forward to growing as a person with each one of you. Who are you no one else shares about? my concern. Okay, I will shut up then. In just in my experience, reptiles are not very uh, dependable. <laughs> uh, no, no offense. She's a lizard, not a reptile. Right. We're just a distant cousin, but if y'all notice, this whole time I've been doing this gecko on this wall here, and I've just been listening in on your conversations, a great way to get intelligence, soak up some sun rays, center yourself with a mantra. I have actually not noticed that, but that is very good for you to be doing that thing. You are not as sneaky as you think, Miss Aurora. You have been very flatulent. I could smell you listening to us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need to take that hate and you need to release it back into the world. Ugh, making me nauseous. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And he starts dry heaving. <laughs> oh, that's good because it's not good to keep that harnessed inside. That does bad things to your heart. He keeps dry heaving uh, until he finally loses his lunch, but because his face is all wrapped up in bandages, it just, you know, seeps out around the sides of the bandages. <gasps> oh, oh, it smells so bad. That's great. That's great. I bet that's good cardiovascular exercise, too. You guys, do you yes. hear that? The sound of a bird approaching. Oh, no. Shelter me, shelter me. Sometimes birds don't do good things to get ghosts. <laughs> As uh, a messenger bird flutters its way in and lands on... What's the name of your character? I didn't say it. His his name is Corpse. Corpse. (laughs) Is that a precursor? (laughs) Foreshadowing? (laughs) Maybe. Read a book. Uh, (laughs) His bird flutters in and and lands on Corpse's wrist. Uh, He is the ranger of the group. He is startled and he draws a sword. (laughs) This is probably the 50th time this has happened in the last month, and each time he does the same thing, he will never get over it as a as a ranger trained in animal is, friendship. This has happened to us many times before, but but one of these times, I'm not going to make a mistake with this bird. As usual, there is a message attached to the bird's leg. In the- I'm holding my sword at the bird. One of you, grab the message. Not me, I don't like birds. I stopped dry heaving long enough to notice the bird. Holy shit, the bird! And I reach for my knife and I throw it, killing the bird. So much for don't kill the messenger. I then walk over and get the message from the bird's corpse. Please, somebody read this. I am how you say illiterate. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can do the reading. But you know, you think in this world we'd have a better means of communication than a bird flying with a piece of paper? Like, you think by now we'd have some kind of way of a of a rock that we could communicate? <laughs> well, let's look at this note. What does this note say, Dungeon Master? Uh, it says, um... Aurora, when you read us the message, will you please do it in different characters' voices so we know who's saying what? Yes, I've been practicing a good manly voice that might be someone like who was a narrator in a story. (laughs) Abort, abort, send help now. Code Vermilion, Crotchton, and 
Paintsville are in grave, immediate danger. Field Agent Pyth will be waiting at Extraction Point Zero, post-haste. Finally, a call to battle. I have a chance to show my amazing combat prowess. You, you, could, you could have always taken out this group, this small group, but you were hoping to get some information to lead you to the bigwigs. And, you, you know, know if, if someone were to perhaps have been watching or listening to us right now, they would think that maybe we did not want this to come down to combat. But no, for me, this has always been my goal. <laughs> why, why do we need to fight? What, what good does fight never come? To arms, my comrades! And he stand, corpse stands up and he draws his sword and holds it uh, mightily in the air as if to like, rally the troops. But in doing so, he hits a stalactite and dislodges it and it falls straight through his skull. It kills him instantly. <laughs> See what happened? <I've> <laughs> what I've been saying, there's nothing good that comes of raising arms. <laughs> oh no, my good friend, Mr. Corpse has died. I do not want to be in this group anymore. There is too much heartache. I will simply take my red shirt and leave. And he gets up and walks out of the cave. I totally understand. Hey, before you go, make sure you file your leave of absence paperwork with HR. You assholes. Or you can quit. That's fine. Then I don't have to give you a severance package. I totally understand your perspective, and I thank you for the time you have given us so far. Best of wishes. And when he stumbles out of the cave, he's twirling a knife and he trips on a rock and falls on the knife. Oh, I've stabbed myself, and now birds are attacking me. Revenge for my actions from earlier. Oh no, they are getting my eyes. They are pecking. Oh, it is so painful. I regret leaving the cave. All right. Oh no, again, <laughs> nothing good comes of being around arms, you guys. Everybody take off your daggers now. We just, we need to disarm. There's too much safety risk. Who's in charge of the safety around here? Nobody thought that we should have a space to put all our weapons. I love that you transitioned from a monk into an HR representative. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my life has become. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think your character should be named Osha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where that's, are the chemicals? That's Aurora's last name. You didn't know. <laughs> Does everybody have appropriate lighting at their workspace? <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, Aurora Osha, all of her companions now <laughs> impaled by their own accidental means, is left alone to go and save her last known companion, Pyth, from a fate of certain death. This is the uh, this is a scary situation. You are a badass monk, and you should be able to handle the the weakling cultists that are where Pyth is needing help. So, despite your other companions being gone, you do feel confident that you can save Pyth still from impending doom. Oh well, I thought this was a lifestyle I put behind me, but I guess it's on me to go and show Pyth how to get this done. I just need to go to my war cabinet and do my mantra in the mirror. You are one with peace. You are one with the earth. You are one with peace. You are one with the earth. Now get me my daggers. 
So you fight with fists, you don't need daggers, but nevertheless. <laughs> I just want to wear them because they look cool. They're purely decorative. Yes, but they're right. not, they're dull, so I can't fall on them and impede myself <laughs> like my idiots around me. Perfect. She's got dull, dull daggers as uh, some bling on I'll her. I'll take that back. They're not dolls. They're, I mean, they're not daggers. They're, they're daisy chains in the shape of daggers that I have around my hips. I have a whole weaponry belt, but everything is made out of daisy chains. <laughs> yes. That is so such a... <laughs> I can't even words. <laughs> That's so funny. I can fight hate with love. Aurora weaponed out with <laughs> daisy chain weapons and her lowly monk robes, barefoot, barefisted, heads off to the extraction point of Secret Agent Pyth. Um, On my way for an adventure, walking many miles till I get there. Singing, singing her way there. Um, hey, can we can we start over and get her a different character? <laughs> nope. Commit to the bit. She is in the a bit of a fog as she approaches the caves. She she starts to quiet down. She sees Pyth in the distance, along with some strangers, heading into the cave entrance of the underground base of these evil cultists. And she doesn't know who these strangers are, but maybe this is the danger that she was warned about, and she is encouraged by her desire to protect her Pyth friend to rush into combat. Oh no, it's time to go into power mode. Mm, aligning my chakras. Mm, time to summon my danger, scary, spooky arms from my stomach. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> stomach? <laughs> your astral arms come from your stomach. You like, psycho. not my stomach, but the so sides adorable. of my stomach's like my hips, you know, like where that oh, pudge stomach, is. Said it. Coming out of the stomach. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Aurora running into combat has astral arms reach out from her body and I'm gonna slap you silly I'm gonna slap you silly with my stomach arms <laughs> and they reach out from her stomach the strangest place but she is ready for <laughs> combat nevertheless um, she is a good a good bit away from all of the people with Pyth and by the time she gets into the cave and down the hallway, she is left with a scene of terror. She finds burned up corpses. There's the body of Pyth just with a broken back laying in the middle of the room. There's a, an Aarakocra lower half and upper half on either sides of this great temple hall that is in this underground base there is a completely burned out asimar body and there is the dead tiny minotaur with the lower half of the aracocra straddling his face so i forgot that happened that's hilarious <laughs> at the other end of the room with the his back turned to you you see a 13-foot-tall 
winged beast the summoning must have completed. This is a terror upon terrors. This is a pit fiend. What do you do? Real quick, just after you painted that picture of the of what's what the room looks like, just mentally, I want to put a Brazzers logo down in the corner. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what, do I know the name of whatever this creature is? Uh, a pit fiend? Uh, you'd probably know what a pit fiend is. You will have never run into them. Uh, there are very few of them that make it to this plane. They have to be summoned through great means. Normally, but like I don't, I don't know this guy's specific name. Oh no, no, this is okay. this it's Roger. Is, by the way, his name is Roger. <laughs> well, excuse me, but I do not remember getting an invitation for a barbecue. So if I say so, <laughs> I think you killed my friends. Ah. More fools to play with. Thank you for arriving. You're a little bit late. Ah, you look a little tougher than your weak friends. You should be a pittance more exciting to fight. Well, Mama didn't raise no fool, so if I if I warn you now, I'm gonna slap you silly with these hands. I'm sure you'll be very fun to play with. I was a little bored with my last combat. How about I give you a fighting chance? Go ahead, give me your okay. best shot. So I'm gonna do my bite and then do my uh, key points to do the punch with the astral arms and then do the punch punch. All right, so Aurora, this cute little gecko. Yeah, say what you roll. Oh, I rolled a, a 19 on my bite. Nice. Uh, we'll run, this cute little gecko will run in at this crazy, scary pit fiend, and he just lets you hit him. He does not dodge whatsoever. By the way, I'm sincerely, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm picturing like a cute little scamper up to the pit fiend. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like the feet are just going full speed yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. really like, Stone's legs, yeah. like close up, looks like I'm traveling distance. <laughs> I'm killing it with miles. Zoom out and it's just like inches. I am <laughs> full speed for inches. Oh, but Love it. really you are quick AF. Oh, it's fast, but it's still just. You're using even more movement with your legs than you need to to get where you're going. I hear what you're saying. Uh, I'm doing yeah. it for the image. She's doing quadruple time, foot speed, and only moving really fast instead of... I'm adding some pizzazz because I did not waste my Saturdays on Zumba for nothing. She She's like dodging left and right, Duke, you know, uh, trying to... Uh, deke her way to to the pit fiend and fake this guy out and he doesn't even move so all of these attacks will be an advantage uh the bite is a 19 and your first punch with your astral arms is 21 these astral arms just reach out from your stomach with a right left after you bite uh go ahead and roll that third attack that's the flurry of blows It'll be another astral arms attack. attack. Here we go. Even even with l- having advantage on these attacks, her bite barely breaks the skin of this pit fiend, dealing four piercing damage. He doesn't flinch the slightest amount. You take your astral arms and punch him right across the jaw. His jaw does not move, even though you do five radiant damage. That's already nine damage. 
and the the last hit you come around and hit him again right in the stomach and his abs just flex in your astral fist just doesn't make the slightest dent and he completely laughs in your face <laughs> that's the best you have i was hoping for a little bit more i am bored now well, I just wasn't bracing myself for you to have such a flex game on those apps. What you doing? You doing P90X? Those are impressive. Flattery will get you nowhere, stupid mortal. I was hoping for far more. Disappointed once again. Just makes a single claw attack at you. A 20 should hit, dealing 14 slashing damage. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good spot for the Yoshi noise. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the listeners, how many hit points does this cute little gecko have? I only have 25 hit points left. I definitely took a little bit of a blunder in there, but I would say, you know, the wind got knocked out of me. But when I feel like the wind is not in me, I just summon the power of the sun and the other seasons and the elements and I come back to. Oh, I see you can at least take some damage. How about I finish you off? He then continues to bite you. Swing your his mace at you and whip you with his tail. Uh, rolling a 28, a 32, and a 29. Dealing 18 plus 32 plus 31 more damage. 81? 81 total. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I don't have any more hit points left, sir. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to go take a nap over here in this corner. All right, so... Somewhere between the second and third hit, without a doubt, this daring gecko underestimated how ferocious this pit fiend of legends was going to be, and she threw herself unaffectively at this pit fiend. But you know, it's just like Mama said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and about 95% of the ones you do. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was the bite or the mace attack that did the de the final blow, but as we all know, right before the final blow that would end her life hits, she suddenly sees, well, absolutely nothing. She is transported into complete darkness, just as the other adventurers have been, and she is left with no echo, no no noise other than her own voice, no sight, and she's just kind of floating in the middle of space. I mean, it is real nice and tranquil up here, though. I think, if anything, I might have reached Nirvana. And yeah, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, one of those Seattle bands. <laughs> <laughs> if not, this is definitely an oasis. Ooh. <laughs> 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 All right, we got a couple cracks in there. Um, at this point, the darkness starts to brighten up and you feel your feet touch down in a purple room. How exactly does purple feel? So, you know, <laughs> uh, you tell me. Uh, they, the other adventurers never never mentioned how purple felt. You know, it, it's weird. Uh, purple feels like yellow. You wouldn't expect that. But. Mm. <laughs> so warm, but from the inside out. Uh, Dave, you actually um, you misquoted. It's purple feels the way yellow tastes. <laughs> I just assumed you knew what I meant, my bad. Yeah, you gotta let listeners know. 
So you touch down in this room with matte black and purple floor and these crystalline purple structures that are flashing and thrumming and just giving off all of this energy. You don't see any entrance or exit to this room as of right now and you're you're not quite sure what is happening. I really don't know where I am or what is happening, but I gotta say I love the feeling and the energy of this room. This purple is real nice. Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, history or religion check. Um, I may or may not have rolled a negative one. <laughs> a negative one. Okay, quick question. How is that even possible? Because my modifier is a negative two, silly goose. So obviously that's how math works. I just mean like in life. Like how is it possible to be that badly perceptive about sight? I don't know. Have you met anybody in HR before? (laughs) This has nothing to do with her perception. Uh, Her perception checks will be quite high. Uh, This is something based on intelligence. Aurora is not very bright. Uh, she has a negative two, so she rolled a natural one. That's amazing. And then uh, gets a negative two to it, so she gets less than no information. If Jesse was here, he'd be so proud of that roll. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so Aurora starts to like maybe remember something about religion. I just feel like that role is so bad that she started thinking about religion and then in her brain she just segued to the lyrics of Imagine by John Lennon. <laughs> Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. You know what? I don't think I had lunch today. <laughs> And with that complete lack of thought, a dome shape rises from the ground like a stone igloo with a rippling doorway. Well, there's a portal over there, and I'm realizing I didn't have lunch, so I'm gonna go a little closer to that entrance and do a little sniffer test to see if I smell any food nearby. (laughs) Okay, um, do a, uh, do, do an acrobatics roll. Oh. Natural 20. Wow. Okay. With my modifiers, that's oh. a 25, so I'm going to look real slick going over to this door. You're not that smart, but boy, you got some moves, oh, girl. You know, I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm just so taken back by a compliment. So, uh, as you start to creep towards this portal cautiously, sniffing for food as you grow closer... You get right up on the portal when gravity seems to shift and you start to slide right through the portal in front of you. Can I, instead of instead of sliding because it catches me off guard, can I release like that stickiness of my gecko paws and stop mid-slide and then easily walk down instead? <laughs> oh yes, absolutely, 100%. That is beautiful. With your natural 20, you have complete control over this situation, and I love that you're choosing to go through this portal anyways. You start to slide, and you're just like, nah, I got this. And you just stop yourself with your gecko sticky thingies, and you just take a confident step forward through the portal at your own pace. But... 
upon exiting the other side, you are left falling down, down, down. And below you, you see a pool of dark, inky liquid of some sort. And Oh, uh, oh no, no, abort, abort. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my new boho dress. (laughs) What do you do? I accept my fate of ruining my news. <laughs> um, now... But I'm not happy about it now. The other listeners... Uh, adventurers. Adventurers decided to do dives into the water. Uh, point of order, our dives were all amazing, by the way. Except for Jesse. Uh, I'm not on board with this. I'm not going to dive into it. I'm going to put on my little gecko halt pads on my feet and stop right at the end. And then I'm just going to dip my toes in and just slowly lower myself from the slide into it. (laughs) So instead of having the impulse to dive as the other adventurers did, Aurora uses her monk capabilities to use her slow fall ability. Using a key point, she activates her slow fall ability and slides down the wall gracefully and eases herself into the water gently. Yes, because I'm, I'm all about having fun, but on my time. Right now, we are not on my time and we are not in my comfort zone. With her incredible acrobatics, she avoids being forced to do anything and makes every move on her own terms. Easing herself into the water, she slowly descends through the water, able to breathe completely easily in this weird substance that she's in. She slows down more and more, just as everyone else did, touches the ground, and then starts to uh, shift through the ground as if it were like this glass barrier that she's breaking through. And as she... It's almost like a woman is breaking through a glass ceiling. (laughs) As she breaks through this ceiling and gets to the other side, she is coming out of the ceiling and she starts to fall in the middle of this great grand hallway. What do you do? Because what is gravity? (laughs) Yep, she starts to fall down. Uh, Do you react in any way to being released from, uh, what was it, 150 feet up in the air to the ground? And this time there is no way to stop yourself. Well, at least a gecko always lands on its feet. Accepting her fate, and she hasn't noticed this yet, but she is at full health right now. She starts to drop towards the ground, completely accepting her fate, and right as her feet leave this weird glass ceiling that has let her seep out into this new room, the gravity reverses and she lands on the ground. Ow! Man, this is not a good day for my new dress. Everything getting ruined. (gasps) Did I smush my daisy chain dagger? (laughs) Uh, Roll roll a luck roll uh, for it. Roll a D100 and call high or low. Hi. You ruined your daisy chain dagger. Not my (laughs) daisy chain dagger. Oh, this is not my day. She rolled a 39. She did not keep her daisy chain intact. She is a sad girl. I'm a very sad gecko. You do see yourself in this great grand hallway. It is 150 feet tall, 300 feet wide, and 
from what you can tell where you are, it's infinitely long. And at this point, you see from several doorways on either side of the hallway, they open up and a bunch of corgi dogs come out of all of these different doorways and start uh, heading your way. Uh-oh. Last time I had an encounter with a corgi, it did not go so well for my brother. They tend to like to nibble on our tails. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Corgis, I come in peace. Please leave my tail alone. As they approach you, they don't come straight at you. They gather in front of you and as they gather each corgi kind of just pops into the other corgi and they uh meld together into a greater and greater and greater corgi as they do so different corgi say oh don't worry darling uh we brought you here we saved you uh we got you you're great we love you you're so fabulous just wait hold on let me put myself together here oh my god you sound like you'd be on a HGTV channel about remodeling and interior decoration. I feel so safe. <laughs> okay, I've got myself all together. Um, well, that was unexpected. Hey, look at you. I, oh my gosh, you're perfect. You are absolutely... It's so funny how my... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Everything is going insane for me right now. Let me introduce oh. myself. I can agree with you on the insanity. I ruined my new boho dress and my daisy chain dagger today. And I think I might have died. Uh, no, uh, I saved you right before death. Uh, hello, my name is Persepolis. I am the demi dog of time. Okay. But did you? Are you okay, darling? Yeah, I just. Uh. So were you like a god? I am a demi god. Yes. Um. Not quite a god. Not that powerful. But I do have great control over time. Usually. Uh. So, like, you could make me look younger? Um, I could have done that. Uh, you know, yesterday, it, time is weird right now, okay? Usually I'm outside of time, but my powers are limited, and I just kind of gave away the one thing that could do that for someone uh, yesterday. Well, why would you give that away, Silly Goose? It sounds like it's real important. Yeah, well... Uh, you'll meet the person I gave it to, uh, soon. You're, you're actually, listen, here's why I saved you. Uh, there's an impending time crisis, okay? Okay, is it kind of like global warming crisis, where we got some time and it's not really that urgent? Or is it like, urgent, urgent? Usually I have complete control over time and I can stop stuff from happening, but uh, there's an impending crisis that is uh, sapping all of my powers and I'm reducing my ability to control time and we are in a bit of a crunch. We do have a kind of like about a week or so, um, but uh, you as along with some other adventurers uh, are my last hope. I need some help dealing with this problem and uh, we're gonna do a bit of a crash course, as, as, although um, it's perfect. 
you're about okay. as strong as these guys are now. You know that Pyth guy? You know Pyth. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but we know each other. Yeah, well, uh, guess what? He's as strong as you now, If but he has oh, great wow. equipment. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, good for him. He did it in one day. That's how uh, oh, cool wow. I am. Yeah. I always thought he was a quick learner. Yeah, well, uh, he is so, now. Miss, Mr. Corgi, what I'm hearing is uh, we really don't have time to waste. Things are very urgent. Now, what can I do about getting some food? Oh, because um, you know what? I did not have lunch today, and they say lunch is the second most important meal of the day. So, right. can't skip up on that. Sarah, what's uh, what's one of your favorite foods? For or, not yours, but Aurora's favorite foods? What do ge- what do geckos eat? Flies, bugs? You can make up whatever you want. Crickets, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, dang. It's coming full circle. She might have immunity <laughs> to pun punishment. Oh. I just. <laughs> um, so, as you're talking uh, about food and needing food, um, crickets start just popping into existence left and right of you, and <gasps> like in on like little trays, like the server tray ends up like the rolly. Carts. It's like a, it's like a br guest moment, but crickets. Ah. There's there's. <laughs> Cooked crickets, there's fried crickets, there's fresh crickets. Yeah, yeah, we got dude. sauteed crickets, we got cooked crickets, we got <laughs> barbecue crickets. I was going to say, do for us. You got cricket stromboli. Cricket stroop. Cricket fricassee. Cricket gumbo. Cricket strudel. Cricket taffy somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you got all the crickets you can eat, and you're just able to gobble them up, and as you're you're uh, talking, um, Persepolis says. So, yeah, listen, um, I'll get to your equipment later. You said you wanted something to help you with your age. Sorry, that's bit. There's only one of those uh, that I can access right now. Um, already taken, but um, may- maybe in the future. We'll see. But uh, listen, I-, I gotta go. I got a lot of stuff to deal with. Um, but uh, here's the deal. Will you, you gotta say it, will you pledge yourself to helping with this time crisis? Well, I'll pledge myself to time crisis. <laughs> All right, we got you signed up. Uh, what's gonna happen is you're gonna be decked out in great equipment to help you, and you are gonna go through some training regimes, and uh, you, you're gonna be, uh, shoot, I'm so sorry. Good thing you a quick one. Um, I can't I can't teleport you right now to to the the hotel. Um, about 157 doors down on the left. Oh shoot, you're not too bright. That's gonna be hard. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I can do. I can draw? put a red light above the door that you need to go through. That'll take you to the hotel. Just walk ahead. Use your great perception and find the right door and when you get there go through it and you'll you'll be in your own room and you'll get to relax for tomorrow and tomorrow you'll be introduced to your new companions well and one old one you'll get to be reintroduced to Pyth and boy will you be impressed when you see him now he's looking he's looking buff he's great 
Well, I'll be darned. I'm just so excited. I cannot look forward to tomorrow. And I'll say thank you for the crickets. And I'll say thank you for letting me into your home and letting me stay in the 137th door on the right. Well, uh, that just goes to show that uh, you're not that bright, but uh, it'll be glowing red. Good job. Go ahead and make a perception check as you're heading down this long, long, long hallway. I also just want you to know of the commitment I had to that bit where I shoved a piece of paper in my mouth so I could sound like I had food in my mouth. Never reveal your secrets, sir. <laughs> it takes away the magic. <laughs> That'll that'll be also, a, oh, that'll be Patreon hang content. Hang on to that paper. Yes, Patreon bonus content for somebody. No, I haven't brushed my teeth yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. No, someone will get that paper. Huh. All right. Well, you I thought you would have had the ability to have proficiency in, in um, color detection. <laughs> in perception. Uh, you got a plus 4 because your wisdom's high, but you rolled a 2 on on uh, seeing a big red light totaling a 6. Sounds about right. You start off paying attention, but quickly you begin thinking about all those different crickets you just had, and um, you get lost in thought and and keep on walking and walking and walking. You realize eventually that you forgot to pay attention. What do you do? Oh, you know, that cricket was just, that just hit the spot. This is real nice. Do you see this carpet around here? This carpet is nice, and these rugs, and these wall decorations, and these doors. Oh, no, there was a door I was supposed to be looking for, wasn't there? Oh, gosh. What was that number? Uh, Well, I could just try this door here, right in front of me. (laughs) Maybe there's a bed in there. (laughs) All right. Uh, you open up a, a random door. When you open this door, you see this huge chamber with all kinds of clear tubes twisting and winding all over each other. And you see these blurs like flashing, running through. And it's like a basically if you imagine a server room for a huge like network it's like that mm-hmm. but instead of um, computers it's all these like clear tubes and there are times when um, these blurs will stop in these like clear box chambers all lined up in these rows and rows and rows of this and uh, when when these blurs do stop they're little hamsters oh <gasps> Are they experimenting on hamster chakras? I immediately go up to one of the boxes that has a hamster that stopped in it. And once I realize that there's a hamster in there, I'll just start tapping on the glass. Um, When you tap on the glass, it looks up at you kind of startled and looks around and like does the little curious dog head look um, and darts away in a complete blur of a flash and then then you see another hamster uh in a little slightly different little cute hamster outfit with a note on his back well hello there little friend no need to be worried what's that note say did you write me a little letter what's your letter say and it pops open and as it unfolds the hamster bolts away the note unfolds and there is a minor illusion of the dog that you were talking to, of Persepolis, and it says, 
Oh, honey, oh, honey, you are so lost. <laughs> okay, what are we gonna do? This is... Oh, am I not supposed to be in the hamster room? Hey, no, no, it's quite all right. Um, this is the TubeWorks uh, main server room. This is uh, part, part of my system, so... This is in place for when my powers start to drain and I can't do everything on my my own. So, yeah, this is a little way for me to get information around, get some tasks done, communicate with uh, you heroes. Um, it's a network I have. So, here's what you're gonna do. Ah, oh, boy. All right. Hold on. Let me focus for I'm a second. I'm just so impressed that hamsters could run a whole network. They're so much smarter than I thought they were. Oh, well, they're magically enchanted up the wazoo. Uh, really. But it's worth it. They're so cute. I love them. <laughs> Sometimes I just watch them running around in these things. So anyways, all right. I, I was hoping you could do this to save me a little bit of energy. Here's what you're going to do. Just walk out the door you came in and you'll you'll meet, you'll you'll arrive at the... Uh, you know, the, the hotel, if you will, that we have for the adventurers. And uh, you'll get some extra help there. <sighs> okay. This is going to drain me a little bit. Go ahead. So, uh, so I just I just walk through this door? Yeah, yeah. Please hurry up. Stress The door here. with the doorknob? Is this doorknob... Uh, is it a lefty or a righty? Just go! <laughs> oh, okay. I go through the door. <laughs> As you go through the door, you arrive in a um, grand hotel, and you're in the middle of it, and a uh, elven front desk worker grabs your attention and says, Um, hello. Hello, Aurora. Oh, hello. How do you know my name? Boy, stuff is going wrong here, isn't it? This is scary. Are you... You were due to arrive quite a while ago. Um, oh, I was? My yeah, this is... No, no, not at all, my dear. Nothing to do with you. It's just that, well, this is the biggest time crisis that I have yet seen in my days in this place. Although I've heard of worse ones in the past. Well, well it's confusing. Nevertheless, from this hotel, all you need to do to get set up for the night is exit through any of the doors behind you, and you shall arrive in your ideal environment. So go on ahead, get yourself rested up, and we shall see you on the morrow. Okay, well thank you. I'm gonna go now into my personal oasis. All right, Sarah, what is Aurora's personal oasis? It is going to be a very nice, I'm going to go with a brownish red rock for laying on in the ceiling. There's going to be some kind of nice heating lamp element um, with a nice, in the bathroom there, there's going to be a, a bathtub that is both a soaking tub but could also like you could just lick up the water if you wanted so you can like dip in just a little bit or you can like completely submerge yourself there can be natural elements blended with uh unnatural elements you have complete control over this space you can have like a an actual mini sun hanging over oh i understand that this can be whatever i want but i don't need much (laughs) 
but it could be like a like a natural or unnatural environment as much as you want. So yeah, you got a heating lamp, you've got a soaking tub. It's like a little mini terrarium, uh, yes. actually a giant terrarium for yourself, and you're able to uh, relax. You got some crickets bouncing around for you to eat at your leisure. Yeah, maybe in like a little mini bar, there's a cricket cricket <laughs> container. Yes. Uh, and then I think I think I just need a no a new boho dress and some new uh, daisy chain items. Okay. Uh, there's there's daisies growing in an area off behind your sunning stone, and uh, you're able to go about your your time creating your own uh, new daisy chain weapons, and you have a full on closet rack of all different varieties of boho dresses and monk suits. Ooh, I've never seen this many boho dresses before. <laughs> uh, there's even some sandals available if you choose to accept them. There's what the hell are these? Wrist wraps. There's all kinds of stuff that, uh, you know, the world is yours in this area. So That's a very modest minor. I don't need much. Just describe to our listeners how... We leave off as the camera pans away from you going about your business. Oh, well, let me make sure this door is locked before I take off this old, ugly boho dress that got ruined today. But I could use some good sunning on this rock here, get a little bit of vitamin D, and mm, maybe I'll take a short little nappy poo on this rock. Thank you so much for joining us, affiliates. This has been a great, fun adventure, getting to know our new member of our adventuring party, Aurora, the Gecko Lizard Folk Monk. So great having you, Sarah. Where can people find you? You can find me at Sarah Lee Magic on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really use the Twitter, so just go back to the Instagram. Thank you so much, Sarah Lee Signer. I've been your dungeon master for this adventure. My name is Clint Beicher. Thank you so much, folks. And we will see you next time on Awful Neutral. Bye. Yay. Yay. I like this. <laughs>
I'm getting a mental message from Captain Mal. She says, get back to work. I guess she can see me from the crow's nest. Anyway, please join our Patreon for exclusive content and more. And thanks again for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast.